as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I'm very happy to have you here today. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on your media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa where we stream 24-7, and now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. The apps are free, and the mission is priceless. I have a great show for you today, but first I want to encourage you, as I always do, that no matter what your situation, a strong mind and body are incredibly powerful resources. I'm here to help equip and encourage you with the health tools that create and maintain strong minds and strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this hectic, hectic world. Today I'm going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's uh, Cherokee herbal, Native American Indian herbal medicine. So my great-grandmother was a Native American Indian, the Cherokee tribe, and she was the healing woman for her tribe. So this is very special to me. I've learned so much over the years, and I continue to learn. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've learned from the Cherokee medicine. And like numerous other Native American tribes, the knowledge of Cherokee medicine was handed down from generation to generation to the chosen healers. Traditional Cherokee members consulted with medicine people for not only medical problems, but also dilemmas in their lives and emotional problems. Kind of like a naturopath today. Like other Native American tribes, their most frequently used remedies were common were for like common colds and aches and pains. The origins of Native American healing practice and ceremony are as diverse and rich as the hundreds of American tribes themselves. Some common herbs used by Cherokees as well as other Native American tribes were boneset tea as a remedy for colds, while wild cherry bark was used for coughs, sore throat, and diarrhea. I actually um, love to use cherry bark, wild cherry bark for coughs. This is one of my favorite uh, ingredients to make uh, cough syrups with. Uh, To ease the pain during childbirth and speed the delivery process, blue cohosh root was often used in a tea. Using wild carrot blossom could offset the ill effects of diabetes, which wasn't um, common then, but they did have it occasionally, so that was really interesting that wild carrot blossoms were used. Fevers were often soothed with teas made from dogwood, peppermint, beaverwort, and willow bark, and still famously enjoyed pennyroyal tea was thought to cure headaches, and they used hemlock, native hemlock, to help with the flu. Now, some serious surgeries that required sedatives would usually prepare with wild lettuce. Now, wild lettuce leaf is a very strong 
painkiller, pain reliever. They would also use hops, wild black cherry as well. Heart and circulatory problems were addressed using uh, green hilliborn, American hemp, and dogbane. Many of the Native American remedies were the basis for modern medicines today that are commonly used, such as penicillin. Now, the Cherokees use greenbrier as a blood purifier and often red clover as a mild blood purifier and diuretic, and these can also treat urinary infections. Many Cherokee healers made ointments from leaves and barks and applied them to sores, cuts, burns. I actually got the recipe from my great-grandmother of amazing salve, and I connected with um, an old naturopath in my journey, and together we put our recipes together and we've come up with what we call super salve and it's been incredible it's been it's been a go-to in my family for many many years the herbs yarrow american ginseng and blue skull cap were also used in a variety of ways now obviously it would depend on where the tribe lived and what grew well and what they could get so that's why there's so many different, uh, you know, different types of things that we can utilize. And I think we should do that today too. I think we should eat what's local and what's growing in our area and also use the herbs that grow here naturally to help us heal and stay well. Now there are four really amazing medicines within Cherokee medicine that were pretty much a mainstay no matter where the Cherokee tribe was. And that's tobacco, cedar, sage, and sweet grass. They have historic and cultural value to the spirit, physical, and emotional well-being of Native peoples. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about each one of those. They have just amazing, amazing qualities. So let's start with tobacco. Tobacco is uh, was often shared as a gift, you know, an offering to the elders or healers. Uh, tobacco has a long-standing cultural history with Native American people, and it's recognized as the first gift that God bestowed upon the Native people. As ceremony in time of sharing with these peace pipe, it would symbolize harmony and peace among those that shared it with each other. Tobacco is an essential sacrament of Native American spiritual ceremonies. However, Commercial tobacco has used habitually is carcinogenic, especially when consumed in cigarette form. It has so many chemicals, it's just horrible. Uh, as a result, Native people have sought to use naturally grown tobacco as a part of the spiritual ceremony. As the tobacco industry has historically engineered cigarettes to deliver nicotine as an addictive agent, tribes have looked to discourage the consumption of commercial cigarettes and nicotine for its addictive properties. So nicotine has pharmacological effect that crosses a blood brain barrier, but it also has numerous health benefits as well. And it's believed that the movement to distinguish the use of commercial tobacco versus traditional tobacco began when native people sought to have traditional ceremonies with traditionally raised tobacco. It was much healthier. Before the American Indian Religious Freedom Act in 1978, it had been legal for them to perform 
the ceremonies with their own grown tobacco. And as the commercial use and abuse, I should say, of tobacco consumption became an abusive habitual habit, the need to appropriate traditional tobacco use and ceremony became greater and greater. It's considered something very special today because it is so rare. And there's also now, as you all know, if you've heard Dr. Brian Artis talk about venoms in the body and the use of nicotine and tobacco, it's absolutely incredible. So it's kind of coming back around. And I'm going to stop right here for a moment and and share something else with you. And then I'll go on to cedar and sage um, and share those and um, sweetgrass. So there's something called the circle of medicine. And the circle of medicine is something that the Cherokees have uh, referred to. And I'm going to share it with you. So it says, 2000 BC, the answer to a problem was, here, eat this root. 1000 AD, the root is bad for you. Here, say this prayer. 1500 AD, the prayer is just superstition. Here, drink this potion. 1940, the potion is snake oil. Here, swallow this pill. 1985, the pill is ineffective. Here, take this antibiotic. And today, the antibiotic doesn't work anymore. Here, eat this root. And so here we are, back in the circle of medicine. Eat this root, eat this root. So I thought that was really cool when I um, when I read that because I feel like many of us are looking towards naturals for health and healing because it gets to the root of the problem rather than just masking the symptom. All right, let's get back. So now I'm going to talk about cedar. Cedar wood, oh, it smells so good for one thing, but cedar wood has antioxidant, antibiotic, and anti-inflammatory properties and can be used to purify your home. It has restorative uses when mixed with tea and where it can fight infections. Cedar is used in sweat lodges and is often used in smudging practices. We've often smelled the cedar in a sauna, so it had the, the aroma of that is part of the experience. Western cedar, red cedar leaves have long been popular internally and externally for Cherokee medicine for painful joints. They've also been used to um, for coughs. They infuse it with other cough medicine like with the wild cherry bark and for fevers as well. The leaves of the cedar are incredible with aromatherapy. It smells amazing. So cedar is also powerful antimicrobial. Reflect for a moment on where cedar lives. Cool, wet forests where fungus and molds thrive. When you scratch the cedar leaves or cut the wood, a strong essential oil of cedar is released. These oils are cedar's medicine to repel insects, molds, fungus, bacteria, and virus. It does it for the tree. It does it for us as well. Our ancestors discovered this long ago and used cedar's medicine in and on themselves to ward off things that could harm them. Cedar leaf is useful also as an antifungal for skin and nail funguses. The tincture-infused oil or salve can be used topically and should be applied several times a day until a week after the fungus actually disappears. 
fungal infections can be can be pesky and they can be tenacious and need to be treated aggressively. You can also soak your feet in teeter and cedar tea by steeping a cup of dried cedar leaves in about 10 cups of hot water and then you let it steep until it's warm and then place it in a bowl or a basin large enough for your feet to soak in. Just relax and read a book, watch TV, um, and let your feet soak. And cedar promotes immune function through helping the white blood cells to work better by stimulating our own immune cells to fight infection, clean up debris, and denature old cells. And we keep our tissues healthy. Doing several cedar steams a day can also clear respiration. For respiratory infections, it can really, really help clear that up similar to eucalyptus, and they're even great combined together. You can also drink cedar tea by steeping a tablespoon or so of fresh or dried chopped cedar leaf per cup of water. Many herbalists prefer to steep cedar in cold water and let it sit for several hours, or even better, overnight. Today we often use cedar planks to roast and cook food out on a grill. There's many uses for cedar. So next up is sweet grass. It can be used as a purifying herb, like as in uh, aromatherapy. Herbal tea made from the leaves have been used to treat coughs, sore throats, and fever. Sweet grass is a perennial that grows in the Northern Hemisphere and North America, Asia, and Europe. The dried leaves are also used medicinally in herbal teas, essential oil, and can be distilled from this plant. It's amazing with for seasoning, seasoning foods and beverages. Uh, sweetgrass has a like a really yummy vanilla scent and aroma, which gives the plant this wonderful characteristic, this sweet smell, sweetgrass. And that characteristic, uh, curcumin actually in it has a blood thinning property, and some research shows that it can be related to helping reduce blood clotting and edema. Now, word of caution, high doses of this can be considered carcinogenic, but I also want to say high doses of anything can be considered carcinogenic, something that might help like uh, a little white willow bark for a headache because of the levels of salicylic acid is great if you take a small amount. If you take a large amount, it can cause problems and can be difficult on the liver. So um, just just a note on uh, taking too much of something. So on that note, much of this information I share is courtesy of the Cherokee Nation Cultural Resource Center, who cautions that it must be remembered that plants are very valuable as medicines because they have great chemical powers which they contain. At the same time, these chemicals can be potentially dangerous if used the wrong way. Cherokee herbalists have great experience with these and have gone through extensive training and observation in order to know how to use them. We're going to take a quick break, but I want to remind you that all my shows go to podcasts typically a day or two after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. We'll be right back. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. Be sure to catch each episode of Looking for Healing Talk Radio at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Monday with the amazing Dr. Brian Artis as your host. Tuesday with the lovely Nicola Burnett as your host. Our host on Wednesday is the brilliant Dr. Henry Ely. And Thursday with me, Dr. Jana Schmidt as your host. And on Friday at 11 a.m., we'll all come together to discuss current health topics and take many questions from you. To submit questions for us to discuss on Friday Talk Show, go to americaoutloud.com under Shows. You'll see Looking for Healing, and there you can submit questions for us to discuss. We are love. We, we just love getting your, your questions. We are loving it. I will say we are going through as many as we can. We're getting many, many questions. So hang hang on. We'll get to them as best we can, um, but we sure do appreciate your questions. So let's get back to the four very special um, medicines. And I will note that the very you know four very special medicines of Cherokee, there's also within Cherokee medicine four directions. And these are all related to health and healing and and in the directions it's uh, north south east and west and if I have time today I'd love to go into that and share that with you as well so let's talk about sage for a moment sage is a plant 
Um, that's native to southern Europe and Mediterranean regions, but it has been naturalized in warmer climates like North America, which I'm very thankful for. There's many types of sage. So sage is often used for smudging and preparation for ceremonies and parties. Traditionally, the leaves have been made into a poultice and used externally to treat things like sprains, swelling, um, bleeding. It was also commonly used in tea to treat sore throat and is considered one of the good herbs for coughs. Sage is considered by many herbalists to be a useful medicine herb in treating eczema, canker sores, gingivitis, halitosis. So garden sage has shown antifungal, antiviral, antioxidant, and antibacterial properties that make it a very useful weapon in combating many, many illnesses. So garden sage is really easy to grow too. We see it in lots of nurseries and you can just put it in a pot or put it in the ground. It grows really well. So within Cherokee medicine, uh, garden sage is also used for lowering blood sugar levels through um, proper insulin support. It has a very mild effect though. Garden sage may be taken as a tea, added to foods, which is my favorite way is cooking with it. Even, even raw in salads and sandwiches, it's really delicious. Now the herb can be found also now in tablet and capsule form too, but I think it tastes better just to eat it. So for all commercial products containing sage, the manufacturer's instructions should be followed. This herb is also one of my favorites for aromatherapy. Let's take a moment to discuss uh, what I mentioned before about the four directions. There's a really interesting book called The Cherokee Herbal, Native Plant Medicine from the Four Directions, and the author is J.T. Garrett. It gives quite an insight to Cherokee herbal medicine. Um, and they often made something called medicine wheels. So most medicine wheels um, have four common compass points that guide and symbolize the four stages of life and offer lessons and gifts that support the development of a balanced life. The four points may also have animal, plant, celestial, and other representations which differ greatly from tribe to tribe. For example, the buffalo that appears on medicine wheels of Plains Indians is not represented on the wheels of southeastern tribes, as that would be rare among them. And alternatively, an alligator would not appear on the medicine wheels of the northern tribes, but they may in the southern ones. The number four is special to Native American tribes, as it represents four seasons four basic human needs, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, the four kingdoms, animal, mineral, plant, and human, and therefore uh, special medicines uh, that we just talked about, sweet grass, tobacco, cedar, and sage. So I'm going to share with you what each um, direction uh, represented and the stages of life and the season. It's very, very interesting. And the wheel can actually take on many different forms and various types of artwork, depending on the tribe. It can be a physical construction on the land. It could be something that's drawn. Um, but for thousands of years, medicine wheels have been built by native tri tribes all through North America. So let's start with the directions north, northeast, south, and west. 
North uh, represents the stage of life that is elders or even death. And the season is winter. The element associated is wind. The animal associated is bear. The plant is cedar. Um, the heavenly body is our stars and the color is white. In the, for the east direction, the stage of life is birth and children. And the season is spring. Kind of makes sense, right? It's all coming together. The elements are fire. The animal is an eagle. The plant is tobacco. The heavenly body is the sun. And the color is yellow. Next up, we have the south. The stage of life is youth. The season is summer. The element is water. The animal is wolf. The plant is sweet grass. The heavenly body is earth and the color is black. The next direction and final fourth direction is west and that represents the stage of life of adults and parents. The season is autumn. The element is earth. The animal is buffalo. The plant is sage. The heavenly body is moon and the color is red. So these all intertwine and interact together. Obviously, like we said before, not all the animals are going to be the same um, based on where you live. Um, that, that would be representative of what's on the, on the medicine wheel. So I wanted to share that one of the most notable medicine wheels is called Bighorn. Bighorn medicine wheels located in Bighorn National Forest in Wyoming. And for centuries, this special site has been used only by the Crow Nation youth for fasting and special events and for other Native American um, sites to offer thanks and, um, and pray. This site is very interesting. Its shape is that of a wheel, a giant wheel made of stones like a wagon wheel. And according to tribal beliefs, the circular shape of the wheel represents the earth, the sun, the moon, and the cycles of life, the seasons, and day to night. Makes sense to me. Movement around the perimeter of the medicine wheel in a clockwise direction, the rotation path of the earth. At the center of the wheel is the hub. This is where this is representing of um, reminding us of God, who sits in perfect balance with everything. Outside the center, there's an inner circle representing the earth, the sun, the moon, and the four elements. The four distinct rock mounds set in the four directions lay on the perimeter, separated by stones representing the moon's cycles. Stones laid from the perimeter in straight lines to the center, and the spokes of the wheel represent spiritual paths, leading us all to the center, to perfect balance, to our creator, to our God. It's actually very beautiful. So the site, a uh, National Historic Site, uh, was made official in 1996, not that long ago. A number of other stone medicine wheels are scattered across the plains of Alberta, British Columbia, Canada, and northern United States. They're actually called hoops by the Native Americans, not wheels. So I think that was just uh, imposed upon them. So, and I wanted to mention that in the directions, I just gave the basic four, but Many, um, many tribes use seven, including northeast, south, and west, above, below, and here in the center, which I thought was pretty cool. So uh, a Native American um, once said, 
and the name of this person is Morning Dove. Um, everything on earth has a purpose. Every disease, an herb to cure it. Every person, a mission. This is the Indian theory of existence. So many of the various practices have been passed down orally from generation to generation, like those sayings, and some um, actually never documented in writing, leaving many healing remedies a mystery. Only rarely did healers such as some of the Cherokee tribes who developed a written language put their formulas in practice into writing. So I was very thankful to have a few, a few scribblings of um, my great-grandmother's recipes, I suppose you could call them, um, and things that uh, were used uh, within the tribe. When early Europeans arrived in the U.S. more than 500 years ago, they were surprised to see Native Americans recovering from illness and injury that would have been considered fatal. The Indians' herbal remedies were far superior to those known by the new immigrants in many, many ways. But the Native Americans had no remedies for the diseases of civilization or the white man's disease that they brought, such as measles, um, uh, which would wipe out thousands of them over the next centuries. Sadly, not only lost were these many Native Americans, but also their great knowledge that went to the grave with many of the healers. Despite the loss of some of the information, much has survived, utilized by Native Americans and non-Natives alike. Many modern medicines are based on plants and herbs that Indians have used for thousands of years. More than 200 botanicals derived originally from Native American work have been used in pharmaceuticals. I prefer the natural. The major difference between Native American healing and conventional medicine, both past and present, is the role of spirituality in the healing process. So the Native Americans believe that all things in nature are connected and can promote or cause illness. Therefore, it's necessary to heal all parts of the individual, not just their physical, but their emotional well-being as well, and to balance harmony in their community, in their environment, and everything around them. So when I when I learned of this, uh, it made so much sense to me that how a naturopath operates, we look at the whole person, and it all matters in order to bring balance. In addition to herbal remedies, the community often came together to help an ill person with praying and, and different sort of dances and um, celebrations, really, to help them. Today, modern medicine focuses on science and the mechanics of the body, which is very important, but it still misses. It's missing a part. Uh, many Native Americans continue to include the mind-spirit body as inseparable healing elements. Always a respected member of their tribes, um, being a medicine person was a full-time job. They were ensuring the well-being and the balance of both individuals and tribes. In return for their service, the healer was provided for in many, many ways. They got food, shelter, assistance if needed. Gifts were given to the healer for services rendered, kind of like a barter system. And it wasn't just plants and prayer, but Native Americans often utilized sweat lodges or sweat baths for purification and purging, used for healing and balancing, very similar to like asana would be for us today. 
The Cherokee people of North America were well-versed in body therapies. They developed a comprehensive, sophisticated bodywork system that encompassed a form of osteopathic massage, manipulation, breath, and energy. The Cherokees were also very familiar with acupuncture meridians, and used, they actually used acupuncture with needles made from thorns, and sometimes even porcupine quills in their healing process. So, you know, our, our government stepped in, and uh, this is this is hard for me to talk about, but I will share with you. In uh, 1882, the federal government began to ban Native American religious rights, which also impacted their medical practices because it was one and the same. The U.S. Interior Secretary Henry Teller ordered an end to all, as he called it, heathenist dances and ceremonies on the reservation due to the great hindrance to civilization. This was further supported by the following year by Hiram Price, and he was the Commissioner of Indian Affairs. This is horrible what he wrote in his report in 1883. Now, this is the Commissioner of Indian Affairs. He's supposed to be looking out for the Indians. And this is what he said. There's no good reason why an Indian should be permitted to indulge in practices which are alike repugnant to common decency and morality. And the preservation of good order on the reservation demands that some active measures should be taken to discourage and, if all possible, put a stop to demoralizing influence of heathenistic rites. Huh. All right. So these attempts to suppress the traditions of Native Americans eventually led to a really bad massacre in, in 1890 called Massacre at Wounded Knee. This was in December. And that's when the government was really trying to push a stop of a particular kind of dance that, that they were doing. And it was it was a dance that 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 talked about peaceful, peaceful um, into um, expansion into their lands and uh, of clean living and honest life and cross-cultural cooperation. Uh, uh, but um, our government would have nothing of it and many women, uh, men and children were killed. Breaks my heart, really breaks my heart. And this is just one account of something that happened like this. There were many. So these new laws were kind of impossible to enforce. And so I will say that some of the customs on the Native American um, tribes within the tribes continued. Um, thankfully, uh, it still was horrifying what had happened on many, um, many occasions. So before 1900, Native Americans depended solely on their people to help with illness and injury, and they did a great job. However, that really began to change in the early 20th century as hospitals and clinics opened by Indian Health Service. And, you know, we, we heard what the government had to say a few years prior to this. Though the old traditions of spiritual harmony remain part of their culture, many Native Americans began to use modern medicine as well, especially in helping heal from foreign diseases which honestly, their healers had n no known medicine. I mean, it probably did, but they didn't know what they were because these were all new diseases. Amazingly, the ban against Native American spiritual rituals continued to be placed until 1978. Oh, there was a passage of 
American Indian Religious Freedom Act. Unfortunately, due to decades of the ban, many Native American healing practices were driven underground or lost entirely. So today, many tribes continue to guard the knowledge of their medicine and their medicine healing people and won't discuss the topic with non-Indians. And I honestly, I honestly can't blame them. I feel like I was fortunate enough to get a small glimpse into my great-grandmother's Native American Indian healing um, measures, and I was very honored to to use some of those things uh, today. So thankfully, the tide of medical theory has begun to swing back towards an approach that recognizes and respects every aspect of the individual, including their mental and spiritual states. And as a result, Native American medical practices are becoming more popular with natives and non-natives alike. Many are concerned about pharmaceutical products, toxicity, addictive properties, and side effects, and they are turning to natural herbal remedies again. Quality Native American products have often been developed and used over centuries to deal with various illnesses. While not universally true, herbal remedies tend to be far less toxic and have fewer unpleasant side effects than many prescription drugs. When choosing herbal remedies, look carefully for controlled and formulated products that use the highest quality organic ingredients. We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to share with you a a short story of a personal um, health journey that was the answer was in Native American Indian healing remedies. So stay with us. We'll be right back. And remember, with the 24-7, 365 talk radio signal heard worldwide, America Out Loud talk radio is now heard in your car, home, office, smartphone, tablet, on any device. The entire platform has been built from the ground up with a great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far into the future. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will 
failing. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can find us live and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple or Android. So welcome back. I want to share a bit of a story, a personal story, and I think I'm just going to share with you, it's an excerpt from a book I was a co-author on, and this was part of my story that I was able to share with them, and I'd love to share it with you. And the title of that chapter is Nature Holds the Key to Transforming Health, Lessons Learned from Native American Indians Jumping the Trail of Tears. It starts with this uh, this quote, and the quote is by um, Dr. Amy Sturgis, who wrote the book, 19th Century American Trail of Tears. The quote is, the people at the time knew it was wrong. The people at the time knew it was illegal. People at the time knew it was unconstitutional, and it happened anyway. For thousands of years, 40,000 beautiful square Appalachian miles were the site of Cherokee Nation, protected by a treaty that stated all people who have intruded or may hereafter intrude on lands reserved by the Cherokees shall be removed by the United States. 
However, in 1829, Andrew Jackson signed the Indian Removal Act, which rounded up thousands of Cherokees, removing them from their homes, sometimes even shackling and chaining them, forcing them to march often at gunpoint. They were no longer protected. While we don't know precisely how many Cherokees died on this trek, approximately 2,200 miles to Oklahoma, scholars believe that somewhere somewhere between a quarter to one-third of Cherokee Nation was lost during this march to Oklahoma from the eastern and southern states that Cherokee once inhabited. So in my story, I'll share several generational blessings I have inherited from wise women and men in my family who've directed me in the heart of natural health. My great-grandmother, whom I only knew as Nititsi, was a Cherokee Native American Indian healing woman. We understand that Grandmother Nititsi and her tribe jumped the Trail of Tears when people were dying from poor conditions and sickness. In addition, rumors of smallpox-laced blankets were being distributed to tribe members by the officials forcing them off their land. My grandmother had previously developed a concoction that she distributed during the winter months to tribe members. And as I was told, none of them died on the trail from sickness, and they were, they were able to secretly get off the trail and settle into the mountains of West Virginia. In 2019, I heard rumors of smallpox being a threat once again. So an internal red flag went up, and an infamous person in the mainstream media was filmed stating, through an ominous smirk that wouldn't it be terrible if smallpox got out and it would decimate about 40% of the population. My heart sunk. Ugh. This was the same person who announced that there was an, uh, there was, it was needed that billions to be invested in research to develop to protect us from the next pandemic. This was all before COVID hit. So I was catapulted into research and action over a potential smallpox concern. As I've done so many hundreds of nights during my career as a naturopath, I find myself poring over piles of books and researching late into the night, determined to learn of natural healing remedies for my my people, my community, which was then my family, friends, um, private naturopathic practice in Florida. I will have to say my community has grown to encompass many, many more since then. Recalling the Native American stories passed down from grandparents of the struggles of bravery in the face of adversary thrust upon them on the trail of tears, I am in awe of their resilience, strength, and determination to thrive. I'm inspired with courage to speak up in truth, act with integrity, make my family proud, and continue the tradition of natural remedies for daily life as I guide my family in natural healing and strive for health freedom. During some point of my pajama-clad late-night research, armed with a favorite herbal tea and an insatiable desire to uh, get more information, I found a document of, of Native American tribes using the same or similar formulas as my grandmother Natitsi used. In fact, with relatively diligent search, you can find this information as well. I discovered many accounts in history where Native American communities successfully used the same herbs and plants to protect them from smallpox and other infirmities. Grandmother Natitsi used these in her tribe. To my surprise, 
I came across an NIH article that detailed the precise healing blend my grandmother had given to her Cherokee brethren so many decades ago. There's a huge number of studies that support the effectiveness of therapies that originate from Native American practices. For example, below is the title and abstract that begins a well-known NIH study. This is the one that really catapulted me into developing this, this remedy. It's called in vitro characterization of a 19th century therapy for smallpox. I'll read you just an excerpt. In the 19th century, smallpox ravaged through the United States and Canada. At this time, a botanical preparation derived from the carnivorous plant, Sarsarinia purpurea, that's purple pitcher plant, was proclaimed as being a successful therapy for smallpox infections. The work described characterized the anti-pox virus activity associated with the botanical extract against this virus, monkeypox virus, and all variola viruses, the causative agent of smallpox. Our work demonstrates the in vitro characterization of the Sarsarinia purpurea as the first effective inhibitor of the pox virus replication at a level of early viral transcription. With renewed threat of smallpox-related infections, our results indicate Sarsarinia purpurea may act as another defense measure against infections. Wow, really? Like, amazing. So this is called Purple Pitcher Plant. And there are many other articles. There's one called Report of the, the Trail of Sarsarinia purpurea, or Purple Pitcher Plant for Smallpox. There are several that it goes on and on. ResearchGate 2020, herbal medicine used to treat smallpox in the 19th century found to halt viral replication in viruses. And Frontiers 2020, pandemic and traditional plant-based remedies, a historical botanical review in the era. Seriously, this is amazing. So the list goes on and on. Similar articles detailing curative nature of Native American effective healing remedies for illnesses. So upon securing the ingredients for this unique combination my family used to protect from smallpox many, many years ago, a botanical blend was recreated. I also collaborated on a proprietary formula for this health concern for my brave and amazing um, Dr. Stella Emanuel. Several other doctors reached out to me for advice on blending remedies for their tribes as well. While there is research and claim behind the NIH that this combination of plants works to protect and heal 100% of the time of the viruses in that variola family. It is incredible. I still choose not to make such a claim of any of my products for a variety of reasons, both philosophically and legally. My hope is actually to empower, educate, and assist people to live their most healthy life by using the very best resources in nature has to offer to confidently become their own health advocates. It was really my honor to, to realize that these plants that my great-grandmother had combined for her tribe worked well today. So what was really interesting was this was a combination that she made 
every year, every winter. And she gathered the, the herbs throughout the year, and then she would make a tea for everyone to drink to stay well through the winter. So they didn't know that these blankets were laced with smallpox. They had no idea. They just knew people were getting sick. Um, people were in bad condition. They were cold. They were hungry. They were tired. And she just continued to give everybody this tea. And they all stayed well. And thankfully, they were able to escape and start a new life. Something really exciting um, uh, that happened, you know, many, many, many years later was that because, because they jumped the Trail of Tears and they never made it to where the government was trying to take them, they didn't have tribal affiliation. But my mom and my auntie, her sister, knew that my grandfather really, really wanted to be connected to his tribal, um, his, you know, have a tribal affiliation at some, some point. So they got as many records as they possibly could and petitioned a Cherokee tribe. And they said, yes, all, all the information is here. This is proof. We, we have it. And they were able to affiliate him with the tribe in his later life. And he was, um, he was considered a Cherokee tribal member. So that was really exciting. Um, and one other thing I wanted to share with you is that that combination of wonderful herbs is an amazing immune immune defense alone in itself, not just against viruses. So I was really honored to uh, to make that. It's actually I just call it immune defense, and then I have one called pox defense. So you can um, you can actually find it on Jana's All Natural if you're at all interested, and it tastes amazing. I did add vanilla. I don't know for sure that <laughs> if they added anything to make it taste good like that, but I did um, include vanilla in the in the proprietary formula. So at this point, I'm going to start to wrap up the show, but I want to share with you something that's really amazing that starts today. It is Healing for the Ages. It is an amazing conference that helps you take control of your health and healing. And I actually don't think it's too late for you to sign up to watch virtually. So this is with Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Henry Ely, and me, Dr. Jana Schmidt. And it's actually an acronym, Healing for the Ages. Ages is Artis Group Ely Schmidt. I'm very excited to be a part of this conference. It's not like any other you've ever been to before. We are going to give natural remedies from um, just a perspective of helping you take control of your own health and make some sense of a lot of the confusion that's been going on. We're going to give tools and everyone that signs up will also get all of our slides and transcripts of all we say throughout the conference. It's really exciting to know that we're going to teach how to disable nanotech, how to protect yourself from EMFs and 5G, what is a plasmid, what is a weaponized microbiome and why do I need to know. Um, we're gonna share time-honored traditional remedies like I share with you, we're also cutting edge self-healing solutions and what's really wonderful about many of these solutions is they're free you just need to know how to implement them in your life so this is the very latest research from all four of us to help you recover and stay well and get well and be prepared for what happens next so anyway that's starts to this afternoon this evening and goes friday 
and Saturday as well. You can go on healingfortheages.com to get more information and to register. We would love for you to join us. I'm going to leave you with a Cherokee prayer blessing. It's, it goes like this. May the warm winds of heaven blow softly upon your house. May the great spirit bless all who enter there. May your moccasins make happy tracks in many snows, and may the rainbow always touch your shoulder. Thank you again for joining me today. I look forward to next week with you, where we'll continue to learn and grow in the realm of natural health. This is Dr. Jana Schmidt wishing you God's blessings in knowledge, wisdom, and abundant health.